Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Anarchs of New York. And yes, I, I, I hit them with peak, peak me right during the countdown because they by now they should know what I am. They should know what I am. Uh, thank you for joining us on our new home here at Q Times. Thank you, Q Times, for having us. Uh, this is episode six, Ghosts of Melodious Prophesying's Rave. Again, I'll give you that because that one's a pinky up fancy one. Ghosts of Melodious Prophesying's Rave. Uh, again, let's meet our vampires. Like always, how they're arranged on my screen might be slightly different than how they're arranged on your screen. So I will call you guys out here and we will start with Diana. Hi, I am Diana. Um, I am a level base employee. I manage the social media stuff. So um, I am playing Esther, uh, a, a spunky bruja. And Emily. Hi, I am Emily. I am the corporate manager for Level Up Dice. And in this game, I play Cherry. She is a Toreador vampire. Um, and uh, yeah, she's uh, she definitely denies that thing that you heard about her in that E.T. story. Even though the TMZ story was super true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Justice. I'm Justice. Uh, I'm uh, the... Experience director at Level Up Dice, and here on this stream, I am playing Dimitri the Gangrel. You have not heard of him, but you know who he is. And Mason, the Dapper Dan here. Yeah, hey guys, my name is Mason Dula. I am the Dungeon Master over at Wizard Rex TV here on Twitch, um, where we do D&D and Call of Cthulhu and fun stuff like that. Um, on here, though, uh, I play Eli Decker. I'm a caitiff cowboy a little bit out of my time, but you know what? We're making it work. You are making it work. And last but certainly not least, uh, in new uh, noddest realness, uh, Melee Damage. Hi there, I'm Melee Damage, uh, and I will be playing Avedon, uh, the Lasombra. Who also is, uh, you know, the best girl. Yeah. Inside the, <laughs> lots, lots of shout Lots of that. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Lots of uh, lots of crushing the week. So when last we met, in fact, uh, a, a slightly broader overview for those of you that might actually be joining us for the first time here on episode six on Q Times. Um, our kindred were gathered um, actually just earlier tonight. It's been a fairly busy night for you all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now nah, it's almost bedtime. It's almost bedtime. Uh, we're gathered uh, by the vicar at a the oldest cathedral in New York, and we're essentially tasked with one very simple mission: to protect this turf, to keep a few square blocks around the cathedral safe, in exchange for uh, specific dealings that had been made with each of you that um, you essentially found pleasing. Um, shortly after meeting each other, you all were beset by the Second Inquisition just outside the cathedral as they you found out they had a man inside that had been monitoring things. Uh, and you all quickly dispatched that team and escaped in one of their vans, although quickly realized that the van was being monitored as well. You all made it to uh, an underground party known as the Pillow Party that uh, Cherry was able to get you into through her, her advanced uh, social connections. And in the process of met a Nosferatu who was running a speakeasy underneath it by the name of Gigolo. 
wonderful fellow. Looks like chicken fat. Uh, he uh, revealed to you that there had been a rash of uh, break-ins lately that were escalating in violence uh, from originally just sort of smashing grabs all the way up to full-blown home invasions and murders in the area. They were all hitting uh, operations that, that he ran, locations that he owned. Uh, there was no seeming pattern in them. Some of them were apartments, washeterias, laundromats, you know, uh, internet cafe. Um and he made it known that his number one rival was a drug dealer by the name of Memphis, but that Memphis operated on the other side of Central Park, and they just sort of had an understanding. Uh, it is possible that Memphis was behind what was taking place, but Gigolo didn't think so. And he gave you a list of locations and also a phone number to call a Nosferatu by the name of Napalm, who actually worked for Memphis, but since she was a cousin, she would talk to you if you called her. In the process of leaving, uh, he turned over to you a super fan, and by super fan, I mean stalker, of Cherries, uh, who was promptly ghouled by Hugo and revealed to you all that the Second Inquisition knew about Cherry and were on the way to her house. In fact, they'd been trailing Cherry to the church, which is why they were there in the first place. You all left to go to Cherry's house to try and rescue her family, which you succeeded at uh, rescuing her sister, Apple, and her mother, Demetria Thorne. Uh, but there was no sign of her father, Winston, or at least no one ever thought to look for the poor guy. In the process of uh, all of the chaos at uh, 79th and Central Park, Avedon uh, squared off one-on-one -on -one with one of the faith hunters by the name of Artemis and actually ended up embracing the woman, uh, blinding her first and then embracing her, and has been uh, carrying along her new uh, neonate as you all made your daring escape. There actually was a federal agent as well by the name of um, Jeremiah Ezekiel, um, who you all had in custody, but managed to escape using mystical powers that you yourselves are not sure how they functioned. Uh, in the process of escaping, you guys got out past a SWAT team in the stairwell, uh, largely in part to uh, Dimitri's combat prowess. Uh, you got by the gathered masses outside because Esther uh, incited a riot which is technically still raging right now, but starting to die down as one a lot of people are beat up and are all experiencing adrenaline dumps. Uh, but it got pretty crazy out there uh, and even managed to pull a lot of the news cameras and things away from the building as they were filming this riot outside. In the process of escaping, Hugo, which by the way, uh, Todd was not able to join us tonight. He will be back next week. Uh, Hugo put in a call to Gigolo asking for help in cousins being cousins. He told him, get to the basement, we'll get you out of there. You all were on the way to the basement when uh, the beast showed up and had its other <laughs> thoughts on how your evening should go. And several of you did things that sort of brought you into conflict with each other and ended with Eli and Hugo very much uh, squaring off in the basement, seemingly about to come to blows over Apple and what was best for Apple. Uh, maybe she got backhanded by Avedon, who can say, in mere moments before you actually could start actually uh, doing battle with each other, four people appeared out of nowhere, one of them putting a knife to your throat, Eli, and saying, hey, hands off the cousin. 
And that is where we will start. Now, halfway down the stairs to the basement, some of you are alternatively injured. Some of you are hungry. You still have Cherry's mother and sister in tow. And there is a riot outside that is dying down. And that is where we will begin again. All right. So I, I know that I was real polite last time. I let you finish. So what, what I was going to say, though... <laughs> I want a rapid reflex as I do want to grab the syringe I had and I'm going to GM that into him. Like it, perhaps, perhaps I wasn't quick enough to notice the knife, but I'm very quickly <laughs> reacting to this in the Hugo. Uh, yeah. As soon as, because if he's resisting, I don't want to kill him or fight here longer than we have to. So, uh, I will say that I did in that very abruptly. So I will, I will give that to you. Uh, give me your decks in melee. And I have you go sheetlet. I will roll to see if you can if you can land it on him here. All right. Wow, uh, one, two, three. All right. Um, I got five successes. I rolled much less because I rolled <laughs> awfully. Uh, Hugo reaches out at you with his pale, spindly, seven-fingered hand as you plunge the syringe into him, All right. and you just hear one. Uh, sorry, Hugo. We'll, uh, goes we'll talk later. <laughs> completely limp. All of you have seen torpid kindred before. A torpid kindred actually goes completely stiff. You can like pick them up like they're very much frozen like that. That isn't what happens to Hugo. He collapses like an unconscious human, which is something none of you have ever seen a kindred do. Just <laughs> straight to the ground. I'll, I'll try and, I guess, catch him. and pro I don't want them to think he's dead dead, which I guess they would know, but I still feel I would, awkward just letting him slump to the ground. I, I would say with your re double rapid reflexes, I, I would say that uh, you, you managed to catch him okay. uh, at, at the risk of a deep cut. I would say it's the, it's the end of Van Helsing when yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. you, you do catch him in your arms and all of you witness this. Love you, Todd. Oh, um, <clears throat> clearly he's faking. And I'm a girl. I know when people are faking. Is that normal? I, I'm sorry, I've never stabbed another vampire with chemicals before, so, um... Lady Evadon, did you not say you have experience with this biochemical? You have seen it, Avedon. You know what the Blue Velvet does. Ah, uh, yeah. So, um... Should probably have this talk. Uh, that stuff is... Absolutely vile, and it will make you feel like you uh, are not dead, but very close to it and wishing for it. Mm. You see, oh yes, Cherry. Um, I don't mean to interrupt, but can you tell me what's exactly going on with Apple and my mother right now? That's exactly what I was about to say. Okay, Apple okay. starts to freak out. She's like, Hugo, 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 like very much like trying to like pull at his lapels and shake him and like futilely pushing against you, Eli. I mean, again, yeah. she's uh, she's 14, although you all might recall Apple got a bit of Evidon's Vitae last time. So while well, she still is physically no match, did. they both did. Yes, as mm -hmm. did her mom, Demetria. Uh, Eli, again, she's still no match for yeah. you. 
but instead of pushing with the strength of like a 14 year old girl, she's pushing with the strength of a 40 year old man, but it's still not enough to unseat you. But she's like, Hugo, Hugo, oh no, what you do to him? He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. We need to worry about your safety first. Let's, uh, I kind of, I'm going to look at, I don't know if I, how, how much dig the knife is deeping or the dig. Wow. Words. That's, that's the how name of the next deep episode. the knife is. Yeah. Somebody clip that for me. Tweet that, tweet that and tag us. <laughs> at least I wasn't DMing knife. this time. <laughs> I will make that an episode title. Somebody make it a shirt. <laughs> Right. Okay, please. Sorry. Go on. Is he like? Is he restraining me, or what? How how violent is he being with me so right now? Realistically, it all happened very quickly. Like, okay. the knife's coming out to touch your throat. You're stabbing yeah. Hugo and sort of catch him. I mean, uh, and you. This is the first time that you've kind of gotten a look at them. Um, they have an odd orange and black sort of pattern on their skin, almost like a Gila monster. In very sharp, stubby teeth. And he's like, well, I guess he's not dead because he's not ashes. We can still do our job, I suppose. Um, That's right. So. Cherry is going to grab Apple and pull her off of Eli and Hugo. And up until this moment, She's been very, um, very kind of still and stunned and not reacted immediately because this all started with her like giving some of her wound blood to Hugo's vial. Um, and yep. basically from the second she like did that, all hell broke loose. And it, in that moment, she's just been stunned. And it's cherry. It's really been like. 10 seconds like yeah. it took time for us to like describe it but he was like can i have some of your blood mm-hmm. and you're like yeah cool and now we're here yes. yeah um so i and i take apple sort of grab her pull her up dig my nails into her to her shoulders as i like search her eyes for a second toss her aside and then I walk straight up to Avedon and just shove her in the shoulders and like, what the hell were you thinking? They needed to walk out of here. And also, if you'd like to keep your hands, do not do that again. What have you done to my sister? In a couple of weeks, they'll be back to normal. I gave her the strength to stand up and walk out. Otherwise, we were going to have to drag her like dead weight out of here. You know that she's going to want more. You know that you've just given her a taste and she's going to want more. Hold on, wait, wait. Your sister. Sorry, your mother, your sister. You I all don't give a fuck about my-, my mother. I'm talking about Apple. What she did you do? jumped on my finger. I did absolutely nothing to her. She was the one that jumped on me. I had nothing to do with that. And as you could see by the backhand, I was not too happy about it as well. I can't believe, I cannot believe. She'll be fine in a couple of weeks. And if she comes back for more, I'm not going to give it to her. But I didn't... Tend on giving that to her, but if anyone else comes around looking for her, you're going to have to keep an eye on her for that because other people will be willing. 
on the bright side, Sherry, your your family literally could not be more fucked up right now. It couldn't be worse. That when when you say that again, Demetria is still sort of sitting on the steps, semi catatonic with the black eyes of oblivion staring at her hands and looking around which is avidon a reaction you've seen many times they're never ever prepared for the oblivion site oh there it goes and you see apple is while you all are having this exchange she's like i'm right here and again the, it's different what's happening to her. It is the shadows are not pouring out of her eyes so much, but it's almost like each line and crevice, even in her young face, is like darker and more menacing. And there is an aura of intensity coming off of her. And she's like, no, no, I don't want to be the same in just a few weeks. I just, hey, look. And she literally pushes past you, Cherry, and goes up to one of the Nosferatu that is standing there wearing full riding leathers and a helmet. And she looks at you and she's like, can, can you get us out of here? That's Because we're going to stand here and keep talking and my asshole sister is going to try and pull some trick and ship me off to the fucking Hamptons or something. So I'm going with you people, okay? And you, the person in the helmet looks down and is like, well, are you all ready to roll? Yeah. Um, could you take the... Uh... Like, I'm going to try and slightly push the knife away at this point. He goes, oh, yeah, I guess we're past that, right? Yeah, preferably. Um, I kind of glance at, at Cherry. I can make arrangements for the uh, for these two. If Cherry's willing to allow it, then we can get on with. Well, I have people that can take care of them if we need to. If anything, this night has taught me, me no, if anything, this night has taught me that I, just when I think I can trust anyone, that's obviously foolish. You are such a child. How long have you been this way? Always? It's no wonder they treat you like this. Let's go. At least you're finally catching on, though. Trusting no one is the wisest course of action. The one in the motorcycle. Actually, uh, I apologize, Dimitri. I couldn't quite hear what you said a second ago. I just said I have things. I can take care of the family, too. It depends on which direction you wish to go. The one in the motorcycle helmet just says, all right, getaway car is leaving now. And turns and starts walking back down the steps. And you see two of the Nas that were there vanish but the orange and black one uh, sort of stays. So you guys walk ahead after the person with the, in the motorcycle helmet and he sort of brings up the rear walking. I'll reach down and um, throw uh, Hugo over my shoulders. He is uh, long and spindly, but it's, uh, it is like a complete dead weight. Which again, especially you, Dimitri, and you, Eli, um, have been around your fair share of laid out kindred. This isn't what happens to them. This is far more akin to an unconscious person. Uh, can I, I don't know where, what is Cherry doing right now? <laughs> um, just, I guess, as if we're being ushered into where we're heading next, um, 
she's just doing that in silence following along i'm going to attempt subtly to see if i can hold her back just for a second like not way back but just so we we can talk quietly at the back uh if you uh, i don't i don't um i don't protest hey cherry look i um i understand you and your family have been through a lot uh in the past couple hours and i understand if you still wish to send them wherever you wish to send them but look the state that they're currently in and the people that they will be going with do you really trust that to uh protect them right now i don't trust anyone to protect them but me all right well didn't you hear them back there it's childish of me to trust anyone so i won't be making that mistake again well i understand if you need anything uh if you change your mind uh let me know i'm just gonna continue on walking while you all are moving sort of down here through the basement um artemis your new child sort of stands slightly behind you as you're walking avadon and she says correct me if i'm wrong but this isn't a normal night for you um Done. Uh, it's um. Hmm. Uh, it's it's above average, but not by much. Hmm. I hate to see what a bad night looks like. The woman is useless, but the child has potential. Hmm. For what? She just turns and looks at you with the oblivion that is over her ruined eyes and just like stares right at you for a moment. She's like, to be like us in every sense of the word. She's a child and above all, she's foolish. You were chosen because you showed great strength in battle. She just intentionally threw herself in the middle of danger. That to me does not show promise. That shows recklessness, and it also shows my problem. That that's that becomes a my problem thing. I don't like that. In my experience, I... the difference between bravery and recklessness is success. She saw an opportunity and seized upon it. Yes, at 14, she is little more than a doorstop and thorn in her parents' side, but... With the proper training and conditioning, she could be quite formidable in just a few short years. I was not much older than that when I started. And look at me now. And she turns off the oblivion so that you see her ruined eyes for a second, and then it comes back on again. You leave that girl alone, or I will smack the oblivion sight out of you next time. Are we She's understood? Like you can have a rematch whenever you like. And she just sort of falls back a little bit. Am I close enough to hear this? Mm, give me your wits and awareness. Yay. Let's see. Yes. She is essentially stage whispering. She's only trying to be so subtle, though. So. Uh, that is one, two, three, 
Four successes. Yeah, I'll say you heard it. Um, could I like hang back half a second so I'm next to to Avidon and just kind of say, "Someone's got to train the new pet before they get all uppity." Oh, I'm seeing that. So, didn't you say that her existence was going to mean trouble for you when it was discovered? Yes, but even though my allegiance lies to the vicar, it also lies to the Dark Father. So, perhaps I can convince him of reason. Good luck with that. Then I'll walk a little bit faster. They guide you all down into um, a passageway that you wouldn't have known um, was down here. And there are dumpsters. There's about six of them because there's a 30 foot uh, building, you know, full of people here. And not to mention all those stores and whatnot. So industrial scale waste. And there is a very large, very filthy dump truck sitting parked. And the one in the bite riding leathers turns around and is like, all right, in the back. I'll take Excuse me? you go dump in, hop in. He, of course, he blah, 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 flops in. There is no garbage in it currently, but it is by no means been cleaned. It is a like currently servicing garbage truck. Yeah, I'll hop in. I'll hop in beside uh, Dimitri and Hugo. <laughs> See if I can. We can like prop him up, like in some semblance of a respectable sitting position. I. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. I look at Apple and I say, "You still, uh, still all about this life? You still?" Want to join me every step of the way? She says, no. I want you to join me every step of the way. And absolutely scrambles up, like, <laughs> into the back of it. Your mother, however, stands there like, excuse me? I mean, I, I can I can ride in the front, right? It's, there's the... I mean, there's, there's plenty of room. Like, they full, big, three big men ride in the front of these things. I, I don't You can stay here or ride in the back. And I climb in. I'm going to pull a handkerchief from my pocket. Toss it to her. You'll cover your mouth for the smell. She goes, thank you. Uh, and then she sort of like stops for a second and then like looks at you and sort of the the pretension really does drop just for a split second. And she goes, thank you for all of that. And she does climb in. She's, I mean, she's the full, you know, uh, Pilates yoga mom. She's not unfit. So she <laughs> scrambles uh, over into the back of it too. Does uh, uh, Artemis hops up on the lip of it and like extends a hand to you, Avedon? I step up, mostly on my own. I don't really take her hand. 
you get in the back too and you see once you all are sort of in of course you know the garbage trucks have that big lip to stop the garbage from falling out so you all are kind of like down in the bottom of it uh in the orange and black one says yeah we gotta lower the press a little bit to make sure nobody can see you but i promise this ain't like no sauce yet that we're trying to pull off all right just uh don't panic and uh you two uh Actually, you, and he points right at you, Esther, and he's like, and you, he points at you, Avedon. Don't go getting all, like, strong girl freak out and tear the thing apart, okay? So judgmental. Uh, are we uh, away from, like, the view of the public where we're at right now? Yeah, you're, like, in the, like, the deepest recesses of this building. You're still in the building, but you're, like, down where they keep the garbage. Like, yeah, you're, you're as far as you know, there's nobody else down here but you all. I would like to center myself in a very tiny stitchy and shroud to remove the oxygen from around me that smells like absolute ass. <laughs> you do see Artemis sort of like slowly like crawls next to you there to just sort of like sit in your oblivion cloud. And uh, sure enough, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he walks over and sort of like slaps the side of it. And sure enough, a moment later, you all do and the press comes down. And there is about an eighth of a second of existential dread that you're like, wait, did they just bring us in here to kill us all? Because <laughs> uh, this would work. And then it does sort of boom. You know, it's a tight fit, but it's what they said it was. And then a moment later, you the whole thing starts up and you feel yourself rolling in the garbage truck. I uh, I want to lean over and talk to Hugo for just a second because I realize that there may be... Hey, uh, Hugo, I don't know how there you are right now. I just want you to know that, that I will keep a close eye on cherry and apple i try to like keep it hush so they don't hear me i'll keep a close eye on them while you're out and uh if anything happens to them you feel free to uh exact your revenge when you get back but um we're really not so different you and i so uh maybe when you come to we can have a chat his head lulls around with his eyes open, uh, but uh, you you are easily able to like sort of like lean down and say this to him with all the ambient noise. I mean, the rest of you do see that he's saying something in Hugo's ear, but you can't quite make it out in the midst of all of the bumping and the noise of the engine and squeaking of metal. Unless uh, any of you want to do anything, like, do you uh, have any like texts you want to send or check-ins you want to make uh, while you're writing here? Uh, I scoot uh, a little closer to Cherry, and I look at her, and I go, look, sorry for yelling earlier. This is quite the night. <clears throat> I did not intend to do that to your sister. I'm very sorry that that happened. If there's anything that I can do, or the vicar can do in the future to um, secure her safety away from this situation, uh, please do let me know, and I will see to it that we, uh, I don't know, uh, figure something out to do, whatever you feel would be necessary to keep her safe. Listen, I know that you didn't mean to do it. I know what you were trying to do, I don't think 
any of you understand, she, she cannot change. I, I cannot. I hand on her delicately on Jerry's shoulder, kind of. I'm like, thanks. Um, I, I, I appreciate the offer, but I'll have to, I'll have to take care of her. You don't have to do it alone, though, dear. And that's, uh, that's, I guess, the bright side of things. It's been a long time since I've heard anyone use the term bright side, but yeah. Mm. Uh, especially coming from a Lissandra, I know it's slightly odd. <laughs> you Ab should she tastes like crap. Avedon, Dimitri, and Eli all give me either your wits in occult or your wits and insight, whichever is higher. The guy who told us not to not to go strong girl is that is that a, a kindred or is that human working for kindred? Oh, he's a, he's clearly a Nosferatu. He looks like a Gila monster. Yeah, no, he's clearly not a person. Uh, whoever is in the riding leathers with the helmet on, you've yet to see their face, uh, so you, there's no way to know what they are. Um, but no, this this guy is clearly not human. Okay. So four successes on my end. What was that, Avedon? Ah, uh, there's five. Um, you three in particular um, have been around long enough to realize that sometimes humans can have a certain kin kindred can have bonds with certain humans that are transcendent. You know that that mean more to them uh, than just another human life. Hey, um, I do want to send a text, I guess, while we're sitting here, though. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I'm, I'm just going to send a text uh, saying stand by Misty Step for two. You just get back. Yes, sir. All right. As you all uh, drive along, uh, again, the... Uh, you feel the the truck turn, and you have no idea where you are. Of course, you're in complete darkness, but you you can you can feel when this gargantuan vehicle is in left, right, right, left, <laughs> stop, go, um, and you ride for you think what's about fifteen minutes or so, and you feel you feel yourself moving backwards, and you hear the beep, 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 and a moment later. The hydraulic lift starts to come up. And a moment later, you can see the lightning sky overhead. Not so much as to be dangerous, but you know, dawn is soon. And the need for the day sleep is starting to set in on all of you. Like it's you know, you're visibly moving a little slower. But you notice um the all of you see the back of an old building. Dimitri and Avedon, you all immediately recognize it as the back of the cathedral. 
or, or more accurately, one of the one of the secondary houses on the on the property, and a woman's head, wearing glasses and a pink knitted scarf, sort of like pops her head up. Uh, it is Sister Megan. For those of you that met her, and she goes, "Oh, oh, 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 dear, uh, sister, sister. Um, uh, we uh." Uh, I need you to keep an eye on someone for us while we're sleeping. Uh, make sure that she's comfortable and accommodated and um, do not let her get into any trouble. She's um, a feisty one. She, she's like, uh, I did meet Miss Cherry last time, but I think she'll be sleeping right alongside you, ma'am. No, 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 no dear. Um, uh, her sister. Oh. And not our kind. Oh. Oh. Uh, you all look at um, Apple, and again, she has um, by no means um, dropped her uh, aura of menace yet. Like, she still looks, like, very intense, which, again, for you all, it's like a, you're basically a growling puppy. But you realize to, to, the, to the common mortal, even for a child, she would look very scary. When Sister Megan looks at her, says, "Oh, oh, oh, dear, oh dear, this is—you've all had quite a night. Well, come on, just get get out of there, you know. Leave the rats behind, unless one of them's cute. We can save it for Hugo. Oh, my word, Hugo! Oh, just oh, is he is he okay? Is it? Are he sleeping? Hugo, wake up! No, he always looks like that. Yeah, he's fine. He doesn't look fine, Mister Decker. But um, uh, do, do you all need any help getting him out of there? Uh, he's just faking, dear. Uh, we'll take care of it. Ah, uh, okay. Well, um, if you don't mind, I, I prepared uh, the rectory here. Uh, we've got sleeping quarters and uh, I think bathing quarters for all of you. Uh, by my estimation, you guys have about a half hour before you just, like, fall dead away. He would like to avoid that. Mm. Yes, well, come on out there. Is, a, is is brother Kyle still around? Uh, he was uh, up front. I could get him back here for you if you like. Yeah, I'd really like a snack, so I'm going to be. Oh, you're hungry. Well, if you don't mind, uh, let me get somebody else for you. Because, you know, I find if he loses more than a pint, he gets all woozy-headed. And he is but just useless. I, I just love to hear about the, the, the films that he likes and... Um, you know the the movies. He's he's not into many of the fine arts, but you know it. Well, he so rarely gets lady callers. I won't take that from him. Okay. Yep. Thank you. And uh, do you all get out of the out of out of the the back of the? Yeah. When you it, hop yeah. out, um, you see the the orange person is gone, but the person in the the writing leathers is uh, still standing there and sort of walks over towards the cemetery. And as you all get out, she just goes, <sighs> I got to tell you, we could have, uh, we could have done that a different way. We just knew nobody would stop and search a garbage truck, uh, but I'm not going to lie to you. It does my heart good seeing you guys all stinky and dirty. And she reaches up and she pulls the helmet off. And she's got scaly, grayish reptile skin, almost like she's made out of granite, with platinum white hair 
in piercing violet eyes and just sort of like holds the helmet in her arm. She's like, uh, my name's Napalm. I'm supposed to be talking to you all, but I think uh, we might have to reschedule for tonight. What do you say? It is probably a good deal. You're welcome to stay here in the meantime if you would like to slumber in the basement. Uh, Sister Megan looks at her and is like, oh, yeah, always room for one more. <clears throat> yeah, we, uh, we we have a lovely crypt. Uh, we've also got some spare rooms. Don't know what your aesthetic is. Don't want to assume. And Napalm turns and looks at her and smiles. And when she does, you see she's got fangs like a snake. Like very pronounced. They like come down and like curve almost at an angle. And she says, uh, if you don't mind, I think I'm good right here. Which you all see is like brought out in the open. It's like if, you st if she stays... <laughs> She goes, oh, yes, no, not here. Just, um, <clears throat> I tell you what, um, sundown tomorrow night, I'll meet you right here, okay? And you see she begins to go down into the ground, like as if she were an elevator going down. You physically watch her start to sink downwards. And at the last second, she just like puts the helmet back on and... Yeah, I'm going to have to learn how to do that one. Yeah, that's really cool. Very dramatic. All of you at about the same time very much feel just like a crushing weight come on you as the day sleep is approaching. You know, soon the animating property that keeps your undead body alive will stop and you will essentially be a corpse for the remainder of the daylight it's like ooh, ooh. you need to go to sleep soon or at least get where you're going to crash because you're going to pass out uh as promised sister megan does sort of uh guide you in um there are small uh monk style cells uh available for all of you uh, there is a clean change of clothes. Again, it is very like, you know, basic sort of like rough spun stuff, but it's like you could put something on. Cherry, you are still in the tattered remains of that guy's silk robe. Uh, <laughs> they're now uh, filthy from having been in the back of the uh, dump truck. Really, all your clothes are dirty now. Um, but you would have a chance to change clothes and possibly take like a super fast shower. Uh, before the day sleeps upon you. Um, I definitely want that shower, but like what label are the clothes though? Oh, they're handmade. They're handmade. And as, you, and as you're looking at them, not only are they handmade, they were probably handmade in like 1920. They're just frumpy and rough. Mm, but like, you know, vintage slow fashion, I can make this work. No, there's a there's a there's a Renfair vibe to it. Like, yeah, you you could you, yeah you tie it off with a with a nice like burlap rope. You know, you can make it hot. Yeah, a little a little off the shoulder type deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely gonna avail myself of that. Uh, does anyone else do anything uh, before uh, the day sleep is upon you? I, I would like to sidestep with Abaddon for like five seconds. Uh, and then afterwards, I would like to uh, talk to my child. But yes, uh, <laughs> she steps to the side with you. 
do we know that they're going to be safe here? As I kind of point to Cherry and Apple, or not Cherry and Apple, but Apple and her her mom, Demetria. Demetria, yes. Well, I would like to say that I'm a hundred percent certain. However, um, I was not expecting the hobo the other day to uh, hold us at gunpoint and then all of this to ensue. So, uh, your guess is really, honestly, as good as mine. What I can but, tell you is that there are large numbers of us here, and we do have uh, Brother Kyle and Sister Megan who are available to keep their eyes open during the daytime and keep an eye out for her that are on our side and protect us. And that's more than I can say for any other place I know well, of. Well, that was really more my concern. You see, your people don't seem to have the best uh, opinion of, of what you did and what, what happened, right? So... Uh, there's not going to be any swift judgment happening during the night or the uh, day, is there? Oh, not to her. No, that's individual. If I've done something and my kind are upset with me, they'll take it up with me. Um, not any of you. Well, uh, assuming that uh, the other two are taken care of, uh, uh, if you run into any trouble and you need me, just let me know. That's much appreciated. Um, in the meantime, uh, I am going to um, find somewhere for this one to sleep. I suppose uh, I'll have to drag a, another box into the room. Well, best of luck with that, and uh, hope everything goes well with you and your kin. Mm. Thank you very much. Esther, when you come into the room, you do see Brother Kyle comes in hastily wiping his glasses. He's like, oh, hello, Esther. I do. Woo -hoo. Woo. Busy night. Uh, yeah, it's it's been one of those. Um, if you don't mind, I, I'd really rather not discuss it. So as I'm sort of talking to him, I'm going to start throwing off stinky articles of clothing. Um, so what I'm going to need from you is just roll up your sleeve for me. Actually, if you could just take off your shirt and leave it here, that'd be great. Um, and and we'll get this taken care of. I'm so sorry to, to you know, twice in one day, but... The moment you start disrobing even a little bit, he's like, oh, oh dear. Ooh. And like, very much like makes a point of averting his eyes and not looking at you. And he's like, uh, yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever you need. I mean, maybe not whatever you need, but uh, yeah, but uh, mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. You're talking mm. a lot, Kyle. I, I need you to not do that. Mm. Oh, got it. And uh, he starts pulling his shirt off and you see he's covered in tattoos. Uh, do do they look kind of like, like Artie? Like, are they good tattoos or are we talking like barbed wire and mom across the shoulder? Um, they are very ornate. It's almost like stained glass quality. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll make it a point to, uh, to get myself a, a good access point where I can look at the pretty tattoos while I'm feeding. Uh, he does hold his arm out. He is sort of trying not to look at you, uh, while you do it. Okay. Um, you can roll your wits in a cult. Wits in a cult. That's on one. Like while you're approaching him, you kind of take his arm. He is very much like, "Oh, Dark Father, give me strength." Okay, that was almost real bad. One success. Oh, no. I'm like, ah, don't kill Brother Kyle. No. <laughs> 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 um, you um, 
they look religious, but not in any way that is immediately obvious to you. Could I? Um, he he looks nervous right now, right? Because I'm. Well, once I'm, you actually sink your fangs into him, he relaxes instantly because, of course, being fed on is pleasurable. Uh, but basically, so once it starts, he, oh, you know, okay. very much relaxes. Mm -hmm. um, in between laps, shall we say. Uh, I, I, Brother Kyle, this is beautiful work. I'm surprised you cover it up. What does it mean? He's like, oh, oh, yes. Uh, well, these are hymns to the Dark Father, ma'am. Uh, these are these are what we believe, as you can see. Well, not all of it, just lots of it. Religion is rarely so beautiful. I love it. Oh, you just flatter an old man. No, he looks really. like he's like thirty, by the way. I mean that that's old if you never grow old. Um, that's they look wonderful. I I think you look better without the shirt. I think I'm doing you a favor here. He sort of looks down for a second, and he's like, well, thank you very much. I'll uh, have to tell you the story about how I came about these at some other time. But uh, he pulls out like a gold stopwatch and looks at it, or a pocket watch, and he's like, but I don't think you've got much time. I Maybe don't. we can take this back up again tomorrow evening. I'd love that. Thank you so much. Um, I'm glad to see that you're all right. You too, Brother Kyle. Frankly, between the two of us, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'd go first in a fight. But I'm glad to see you're here. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm tricky, though. You don't get to be my age hanging around this place without learning a thing or two. Oh, and I think that was your handiwork with that uh, fight outside of the building earlier tonight, wasn't it? It could be. Inspired work. Inspired work. He goes over and like throws his uh, his shirt back on. No, 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 no! I need that, dear. I need it to stay. Oh. I can't wear that again. You understand? Oh, 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 yes. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, <clears throat> okay, all right, yeah. Just um, ooh, this is how rumors get started. Um, good night, ma'am. Yeah, good night. Uh, Dimitri. That when you walk into your room right when you walk inside the door closes and there is a thick patch of shadow behind it um i will activate my thingy eyes of the beast yeah there we go thank you uh, yes, Eyes of the Beast will allow you to see in this, which I realize some of my Patreon players are going to be. So actually, Eyes of the Beast won't. This was one of those things we had to house rule. Again, my some of my players are going to start throwing uh, their books at the screen here. It's a very long story, but currently Eyes of the Beast will not let you see through the oblivion. However, mm -hmm. after a moment, you do see the outline of the vicar coalesce in the darkness. You don't see him completely, but it's almost like his shadow. And he's like, Dimitri. I'll instantly drop to a knee. I trust things proceeded efficiently. It would not say efficiently. 
we get the job done to a point. But uh, we were distracted. What of my child, Avedon? Did she avail herself in a way that was a fitting reflection of me? She performed admirably, my lord. But uh, I believe a conversation may be in order. Mm. I will address her upon sundown tomorrow. Rest now, my boy. You have done you and your people a great credit today. Thank you. In the shadows, you dissipate. And you see laying on your bed, Dimitri, a very, very old copy of the Book of Nod is laying on the cot. It is storyteller. That is that is a pretty big deal, right? To find a full copy of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is this is an old one. Yeah. Is it in English? It's in Russian. Um, that's gonna go real close to my chest. Um, I'm gonna smell it a little bit, breathe it deep in, and um, not open it, but just hold it. And then I'm I'm gonna send a beeper message out um, before getting fully relaxed, um, asking for a meeting this evening. All right, and uh, Cherry, as you are settling in, uh, you see uh, Apple sitting next to Hugo in a chair next to his bed because he had a room prepared, though he's just stretched out on the bed, uh, and she's just like sitting there looking at him. Um. I'm I'm pretty sure they're arranging a room for you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um Do you have to like I don't know, sleep in a coffin or something? Like I, I don't how's this work? You've been watching way too much TV. No, no. I don't sleep in a coffin. I but I saw coffins in one of the other rooms. Like okay. Avedon, like the the scary pretty one. Like I I, I feel like she's got a coffin. Some of us sleep in, I don't know, coffin-like implements. It's, anyway, you're just you. Just go sleep, please. Just just shut down for the night. Just stop being something I have to worry about. Um, just like a little, like, worked up, you know? I mean, like, are, I mean, is anybody around here holding? Not what you want, no. If I mean, I would take I would take some of that like holy wine like for communion, you know. Like, remember we used to get like a little like tipsy when they like Christmas and Easter, you know. Like we come for communion. Like I'd so oh, I'd love to that. I think honestly, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think right now the best lesson for you is to just sit in that feeling of how much you want that, and not get what you want. 
she sort of reaches down and grabs Hugo's large seven-fingered hand kind of in between her two small ones. And she just sort of like looks up at you and she's like, this was uh, a weird night, you know? It's a weird endless night for me, to be honest. Um, but, you know, you have a lot of completely normal nights ahead of you and that is more than you know worth more than you know I just uh, I, I, reali I realize what I'm like and I realize you're trying to help um, I love you okay okay I, I love you too or whatever it's, it's no big deal yeah, like whatever. No, it's stupid. Yeah, go sleep, and I'm I will, too. Yeah. Just like, keep mom out of the church pharmacy or whatever they do. They got here. Don't let her in it. She'll start snorting aspirin or some shit if you let her. Yeah, she's stupid bitch. Yeah, right. I mean, ooh, we're probably not supposed to talk like that in here. Oh, oh no, fuck that. You can talk whatever you want. Oh, wait a second. Are vampire nuns really a thing? Um. Apparently, yeah, they are. Speaking of vampire nuns, Avedon. <laughs> Artemis, uh, yes, yeah, you said you wanted to speak to Artemis before the day sleep takes you. Uh, yes, I, um, <clears throat> I find uh, another coffin to drag up uh, into my room because, yes, I very much do indeed sleep in a coffin. I like it. Some people think it's a trope. I think it's fashionable. Um, so yes, I do. And I set uh, hers right next to mine. Uh, I also handcuff us together before I go to bed. You handcuff her and handcuff you and she looks down at it and she's like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm into this. I thought you might be, but also just a, a, a little bit of insurance that, um, you, you know, the second you wake up, I will be right there and aware of your location. Um, no tricky business. She reaches in her pocket and she pulls out her cell phone and shows it to you and goes and drops the pieces. I told you, if you're honest with me, I'll be honest with you. All right, fine. And I grab her wrist and I grab a hold of the chain with my wrists and I just yank it in half. Drop the key somewhere, but it's a cool bracelet now. Um, look, I should have you know I've made a bit of a, well, you know, but uh, things should work themselves out. Uh, you should be all right. And, um, well, uh, that being said, um, tomorrow I have a lot of questions that I would like to ask you, uh, uh, oh, especially about um, possible help from my friend and her uh, young sister. Um, oh, dear. Wait till you meet the vicar. I'm so worried. She looks at you for a moment. She's like, you mentioned that before, that what you've done is somehow wrong. 
I promise you I won't start any conflicts. However, if they try to harm me, and her karambit just like leaps into her hand again, like she's so fast with it. She's like, I will not go quietly. If they try to harm you, you will sit there and behave yourself. <sighs> he outranks both of us. And, well, kind of. Definitely you. Um, but that being said, if you know what's good for you, you will try your best to behave. And uh, don't they teach you in the military to like have that tolerance when people, you know, spies, they try to extract information from you, and you keep a straight face like a dancer. Like that's a thing you do, is it Name, not? Name, rank, and serial number, yes. Um, Avedon, give me your wits and awareness. Right. Wait, one more hunger die than I needed. Uh, that was almost a crit. No, that is six. When she pulls that knife out, you remember she had two before. Now one's gone. Where'd your other knife go? I gave it to the child. Well, thank you for being honest. However, please do not make me regret letting you live. I think in the grand scheme of things, your gift to her was far more egregious than mine. And she lays down the in the... She stole my property. I'm sure that is a bit of semantics that everyone will take into account when they pass judgment on us both. How does this work? Do I... Is this what I have to... Is that a thing that I do? Is what a thing that you do, dear? That's the, the thing, the hands across the chest. This, that, that... Do we... Do you see she stops moving? The day sleep I just takes her. Shut the lid while she's mid sentence and inside of it. You all feel um, it comes upon you quickly. You basically have enough time to sort of like get in position. And Cherry, as you lay down and get ready, at the very last thing you see before the day sleep takes you is your mom standing at the doorway with her arms crossed, looking at you. And then there's nothing. When the day sleep comes, Kindred do not dream. You are, for all intents and purposes, dead to the world. Any casual observation of your body would essentially make it look like you were a fresh corpse that was uh, laying there unprepared. And when an indeterminate amount of time passes to you, for you it is seconds, in reality it has been many hours, your eyes open again as the sun drops below the horizon. The only reason why you know any time has passed at all is the ambient lighting has changed around in the church. And you are all restored. Your unspent will, the willpower is all restored um, that you had spent to your charge back up again. 
However, you do have to make a rouse check to see if your hunger goes up uh, as you face the night. Yes, Dimitri. Uh, can you remind us again what makes up willpower? Uh, composure and resolve. Also, I apologize for my sniffiness here. Uh, it's just you can spend your willpower to re-roll up to three black dice uh, on your checks. Willpower can be used for some other things as well. Uh, and you get it back when you sleep. So that which you have spent up until now is all restored. And then on hunger, we all have one at least, right? And this is to see if it goes to two. Yeah, unless you you have you wake up with one. Um, the only way to get below one is to take the last drop from a mortal. And you have to make the rails check when you wake up to see if it goes to two. If you pass, it stays at one. If you do not pass, it goes to two. Those of you that hadn't fed, uh, if you were already up two or above, that is true. It just still may go up another one when you wake up. And rolling rails check is which? Just roll one. Just roll one blood die. Just one. Okay. Yes. Abaddon wakes up with her bane active. Uh, sorry, her um, flaw active. Hmm. Avedon, you wake up to feel your coffin is covered in vitae, uh, yours. You are bleeding from the stigmata at your wrist and on your head. And when you sit up, Artemis sits up as well and turns and looks at you and she goes, oh, I thought I saw that before. I thought I just wasn't getting used to these new eyes. Hmm. Yes, uh, that's a thing. Um, I should probably go find uh, one of the brothers or sisters fairly soon and uh, have a little snack. You see, when you sort of sit up, Sister Megan comes walking into the room. She's like, good morning, everyone. The moon is out. The bats are flying. I <gasps> and stops and just hits her knees. And it's like, oh, praise the Dark Father. Ah, yes, dear. I was uh, actually just looking for you, and I do uh, walk over and uh, help her up and take her hand uh, and, and stand her back up and go, um, if, if I may. Dimitri, as you are making your way out of your room, uh, you very much see Avedon in this state of the, of the stigmata with Sister Megan on her knees and Avedon sort of helping her up. I have my brand new book of Nod there. Um, and is anybody else out yet? Uh, so far, it is just you sort of open your door and she's kind of a, across from you. And she's the first one you see there. Then, yeah, I'll hit a need to and I'll pull that book in close. When in Avedon, you do see him there and you see the book as, as he tucks it away. Um, I uh, smile and kind of look towards the book with my eyes and then back up at him and just kind of smile and nod. Sister Megan holds her wrist up and she's like, yes, please drink and restore your strength. Um, uh, thank you, dear. Um, how are you feeling? Am I okay to take a, a moderate amount or just a little bit? Well, <clears throat> I would not deny you anything, of course, but if you don't mind, if I could call one of those young'uns in, they seem to bounce back a little faster than I do. 
Oh, yes, then please do uh, send them this way. Oh, yes, uh, absolutely. I'll, I will, uh, uh, <clears throat> and she reaches and she pulls out a little bell and just rings it. And a moment later, you see three acolytes come uh, walking in. You see uh, there's two men and a woman. Uh, they are roughly 30, 40, and 50. I apologize, you all. Something's messing with my allergies here. I'm not trying to deafen you with my snarfing. Uh, and she's like, yes, please uh, take your choice. And then you too, Brother Dimitri, uh, if there's anything you'd like, if there's anything else you need, we have mm, everything here. I will. The youngest one. They offer freely, of course. Uh, and, and you can uh, get down to one. Presumably, none of you uh, take the last drop. That'd be gangster, by the way. You're like, mm, isn't it? Ah! Yes. Am, I, am I able to get from four to one? A human can take, th you can take three without killing them. So, I mean, like, they, this, they, they're not going to do anything else today, but like drink juice and sit in a chair. But yes, you can take, uh, yeah, three, yeah, three points without killing. Yeah. You see, uh, do, do, do you have any preference, male, female, age, Avedon, or do you just kind of grab the first one? Oh, whichever one's closest. It's about a 50-year-old guy, uh, and when you sink your fangs in, uh, you see that, it, again, it is pleasurable. He sort of goes with it for a second and then very much gets like a little woozy. And when you take your fangs out, kind of stumbles to the bed a little bit, and he's like, oh, I'll, I'll praise the dark father. Uh, Mm, yes, dear. I'll have uh, Sister Megan bring you some um, uh, muffins. Yeah, we'll get him some juice and cookies. That's fine. That's fine. And while you all are standing there, you see the 40-year-old woman just sort of goes like <laughs> and stiffens a little bit. And you see Artemis is just bitten into her calf. Like, just right from the casket. Is like <laughs> what? Uh, first of all, savage. Whoa. Savage. Manners. They all heard. You need better eating habits, dear. This is all very new. Don't kill her, dear. Uh, stop. That's enough. That's just uh, stop. Let's see if she stops. She does. When you say stuff, she's like, mm. and then she, you. you realize she does have her hand on her mouth. She stops for a second. She goes, what have I done? What have I done? Think of it like breakfast. Yes. That. Eli, Esther, and Cherry, again, you all too uh, literally come to life again. Uh, again, it's like you lay your head down, oblivion, <laughs> up again. Yeah, I I would hope that I that I didn't stay too far from like Apple and Hugo, so I immediately kind of go peek in and see, try and figure out what their situation is. I don't know where she slept or or what. You when you look in on Hugo, he is still not moving, and Apple is on the bed next to him, but just like cuddled under his arm, like like he's like a, doing those giant body pillows. Just sleeping next to him. Okay. Uh, is Cherry anywhere nearby? I guess she just woke up uh, as well. Yep. 
Uh, yeah. un unless you all say to the contrary, I'm going to say you get up and walk to your door. So you very much see Esther and Cherry's doors opening. You're also yeah. aware okay. of uh, Avadon and Dimitri and Artemis uh, feeding and sort of ambiently hear the like, what have I done uh, exchange as you're em emerging from your doors. And then seeing that everybody is currently okay, I'm going to head back to my room for a minute. I'm just going to kind of kneel down and, and pray it like the if there, I don't know if they have any cross or imagery in there, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna you yep. know, kneel down and. They do. It definitely, it definitely is like a church. Church. Okay. Uh, the other stuff is sort of a subtext. You kind of got to be looking for, you know, so gotcha. like some of the some of the inscriptions at the bottom of the stained glass type thing, you know. <laughs> but uh, absolutely right. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're like, wait, what does that say? I don't know that verse. You know, like that's uh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, Esther and Cherry, give me your wits and awareness to see if you noticed Eli taking the time to kneel down and pray. That is four successes. Uh, yes, you, Esther, you see him kneel down. Cherry, you even hear him, um, sort of like just slightly under his breath. Like it, he's praying. Like you very much see, he's sort of like, oh, eyes on Apple, eyes on you. Cool, cool, cool. Go kneel down. Um, assuming Esther and I are like kind of standing out of the doorway, seeing this happen, I like lean into Esther and I'm like, sounds like he's. Pray, like to, you know. Surely he knows that's not going to do him any good. I mean, right? that's that's what I would imagine. But um, I think it's clear that he's a little different. Something's a little different with him, right? Can I to sort of gently uh, grab the crook of Cherry's arm and very quietly? edge close enough that we might be able to overhear him and he hear what he's actually saying. Uh, Eli, well, two things. One, give me your sure. wits and awareness to see if you're aware of their approach. This is a creaky church, so, I mean, there's a chance that, you know, we step on the floorboard, there's a little like, eh, Yeah, so, of course. There's unauthorized we'll feeding happening, too. It's real loud out here. <laughs> oh, yeah, so loud. Mm -hmm. uh, wits and awareness. Okay, cool. I got those. I got those. like Artemis is just over there, like nom 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 nom. She's going full Cookie Monster for the first time in her kindred life. Yes. Uh, this six. I will say with six, you are aware uh, of of that kind of exchange, and there's like gentle approach. Uh, I'll leave it up to you whether or not you you alter or if you let them listen. I mean, yeah, they're welcome to listen. It's relatively short. Uh, I would say, you know, just like he does whenever he enters the church, his hat is currently kind of sitting on the bed. Um, I would say you hear him mumbling through not only just kind of things like, well, Lord, I apologize for the lives that were taken and the ones that were not saved. Uh, and it kind of as he kind of goes through trying to, it, it, you could get the sense, I think, that he still is trying to atone, uh, not only for the sins of the previous day, but for one's long past. But otherwise, I don't think he would alter anything he's doing. 
sounds sounds gaudy, right? Like a little goddish. A little bit. I I hope he knows he's not going to be forgiven. That's that's not really a thing that we get. I will say with your six with awareness, Eli, you hear that exchange. You hear Esther say that. She may not know you hear it because I mean she's sort of like whispering it to Cherry. Oh, no, I'm you... not whispering. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, dog. <laughs> yeah. He's not listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Eli, you definitely hear hear her say that. Yes. All right. I'll just uh I'm not gonna respond. I'll take I'll get up at this point, kind of stand up, take my hat off the I'm not gonna put it on yet, but I'll grab it off the, the table there. I'll probably text in an order for some new not stinky clothes uh, to hopefully be delivered, and then I'll keep walking my way uh, out to where everybody else is. You all notice your clothes that you took off last night have all been laundered. Uh, they are all clean. They're not like professionally dry cleaned, but they're thoroughly cleaned. Uh, so your stuff is good again. And Cherry, uh, a as scandalous as like 1950s conservative uh, religious attire could get. Uh, you've been brought this sort of like cotton, white cotton rough spun dress with like a scandalously plunging neckline that goes to like the sternum uh, mid calf, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what the dirty girls wore in the fifties uh, has um, been provided for you. Yes. Excellent. I'm going to put it on and it's going to be that absolutely obnoxious thing where like it shouldn't look good on anyone, but God damn, it looks fucking sexy on Cherry. Like it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Again, having been on the internet, there's a market. Uh, <laughs> as uh, Cherry, Esther, and uh, Eli are sort of making your way out, you see Brother Kyle uh, does appear back in his standard regalia, uh, Esther. And he's like, oh, good evening. Can I get you all anything um, to break your fast? We have been taken care of. I'm all right right now, Kyle. But um, I do think you should come come visit me before, um, before sunup. When you say that, Sister Megan sort of looks at him like, and he's like, oh, stop. I would love it, uh, Miss Esther, yes. Um, and yes, Eli? Just double-checking. So success on the rouse check means my hunger does not go up. Correct. Okay. I success was, on okay. the blood dye means it stays at whatever it was. All right. All right, cool. I've gotten pretty lucky uh, with that part so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, does Cherry or Eli choose to feed on anyone? I will watch. Um, I, I look around how clean are these people? Oh, immaculate. Very clean. Like very, mm-hmm. like the freshly laundered, freshly washed. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're, they're, um, they're understated, you know, because they're like, you know, religious penitent types, um, you know, but I mean, the cleanliness is next to godliness. This whole place is clean. I mean, again, it's old. But like, there's no dust. There's no scum. I mean, it's it's spotless, and they're spotless. Um. Okay. As my eyes scan them, I'm like, did anybody ever see the music video where I wore a thing kind of like this? Like, it rem- it reminds me of that music video that I did. Right? Anyone else getting that vibe? And I try to see if anyone like 
has like a hint of of like recognizing me or having consumed my media. Hey. Oh, you know what? I do recall that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like any of you guys, you see, Sister Kyle or Brother Kyle, rather. Uh, he's only Sister Kyle on the weekends. Um, <laughs> Brother Kyle has brought a, a, a handful of uh, other penitents with him, and you realize, sort of, a, a younger man just sort of uh, kind of raises his eyes from the floor for a moment and is like, "I I really liked that album, Miss Jerry." <laughs> Thanks. You'll do, and I take him. Oh, I but guess I wanna, wasn't really asking. I want to take him back to the room so I can consume him in private. As you sort of take him by the hand, you realize brother Kyle kind of puts an arm, a hand on his shoulder and is like, beware the lust of the heart, son. And he's like, yes, 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 sir. Yes. Mm, mm, mm." Like very much tries to like, you know, mm, as you go into the room, but the moment you close the door, Cherry, again, his face is like, yeah, I, I take his, take his arm. And I'm like, what was your favorite part? Uh, yeah, no, he's like, um, <clears throat> the part in the fountain when you, when you were, uh, when you, when you were dancing and it was, there was the strobe lights. Oh uh, my God. Yeah. That was like our whole budget. And I like bite into him. Yeah. We used to rehearse that one back in drama club. And of course <laughs> he, he goes with it. Cool. Meanwhile, back uh, with, uh, the rest of you as, uh, Cherry is feeding there, um, Avedon. Sister Ma- uh, Sister Megan sort of uh, leans in next to you and she's like, uh, he would like a word with you, ma'am. He would like a word with uh, all of you. Um, <clears throat> uh, should I speak to him separately beforehand? Uh, probably. Um, and uh, yeah, I think so. Yes, I assumed as much. Um, I'll head that way. Uh, if you could just uh, see to everyone to make sure that they get there at the right moment, not a moment too soon, I would appreciate that. At a dramatically appropriate moment, uh, as we like to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Least dramatically. Uh, uh, yes. At an appropriate moment, not a lot of drama. Well, I guess the only easy day was yesterday, right? And uh, by my estimation, yesterday was not an easy day. Uh, no, uh, quite the contrary, as a matter of fact. Yes, uh, thank you for mentioning that. Um, uh, I will head that way, dear. Uh, thank you. Uh, he is in the under chapel. Oh, all right. Thank you. Sure enough, Avedon, you make your way down sort of through the twists and turns in uh, uh, passages under the church to the under chapel, which is a direct copy of the proper chapel, but it is underground and all of the iconography is expressly noticed. Uh, All the symbols and everything, um, it is honestly your favorite place in this entire building. And you see up near the altar, the striking form of the vicar standing with his back turned to you, looking up at the gigantic stained glass representation of the Dark Father. I kneel. I say he would like to speak. He doesn't turn, but his shadow turns around and looks right at you. 
Report, child. What has transpired? Well, I have found one. Another one to serve the Dark Father. The shadow starts to walk down the aisle, but the body doesn't move and stands in right over you and looks down. And you have taken it upon yourself to embrace this one in true clanless sombra. Mm. Yes, uh, indeed. Without my consent. Oh, well, we fully embracing what the cam did now. I thought that was, oh, um, yes. Uh, I suppose that, uh, well, see, I wasn't expecting you to actually have a problem with it. I was just expecting you to, um, well, for show. When you say that, the candles and braziers that are sort of like burning at the edges of the room all go out. And you see several versions of him walk towards you through the shadows. One of which leans down right next to you and is like, my child, we must maintain all appearances including the traditions, including the embrace. Who is this that you have brought into our clan and why should I not separate their head from their body now? Because if I thought that was necessary, I would have already done so. And I believe that you know that. the candles sort of go up again and at the altar he turns around and you see his severe face staring back at you he always looks vaguely irritated so it is difficult to get a gauge but the fact that he is still talking means he's probably only so upset he takes a step towards you and he's like you do understand that with the right of procreation, anything your child does is a reflection upon you, as whatever you do is a reflection upon me. I'm aware. However, they showed great strength, great fight. Um, reality, I think that, um, I think they'll do well here was a spark inside of them. And you could not cultivate this spark before you maimed them. Hmm. Well, I, I don't suppose I know what you mean by that. Its eyes are ruined. Oh, uh, yes. Um, they can still see. And Avedon activates her oblivion sight. 
when you activate your oblivion site and you look at him through the site, the room is filled with dozens of versions of him. You see this one body, but there might be 20 of him standing around. One of which is huge, nearly the size of the whole room standing in the back. Hmm. And he turns and looks and he's like, ah, joyful chorus. Yes. Yes, I uh, never quite get used to that. You may stand, child. Uh, and she does. I understand the tactical calculation behind embracing one of the hunters into our number. Understand there will be many who will not. For now, keep the child and their origin a secret, and should it become problematic, it must be destroyed. Hmm. I understand. Remember, she is a reflection of you, and you will be called to account for her misdeeds. Do you understand? Yes. He reaches out and he just very faintly with a thumb touches on your forehead where the stigmata was, where there's the faintest smudge of vitae. And he's like, you are special to the movement, child. You are aware of this. It does not make you infallible. You would do well to remember that. Understood. I am, however, proud of the fact that you managed to twist. <laughs> her into the very thing she so dearly hated. Imagine their faces when she plunges her blade back into those who once trusted her. I look forward to that. Now, what of the others? Have they performed admirably? Yes. They've done well. It's been messy, but a, a new group of people. It'll take them a little time to get used to working with each other, I think. But there's a lot of promise. Surely you must have imagined my surprise when it was brought to my attention that after a simple mission my child returned with a child of her own and two ghouls ah the ghouls were also unintentional um one was a civilian that we needed to get out of the building a little easier and they weren't doing so well uh the other just a very sneaky pain in my ass. Avadon, we, Sombra, are the supreme clan of the kindred. We are the pinnacle of evolution. Our gifts, membership in our prestigious line, 
must never be given accidentally or hastily. Do you understand this? Oh, I am well aware. Having a connection to the two of them may prove useful in your dealings with Cherry Thorn. Keep them close. Use them wisely. The young one also might be useful in steering Hugo in the proper direction. Hmm. Understood. She seems... filled with anger and passion. She is an apt reflection over everything we hate about them and their pettiness and their greed and consumption. Hmm. Understood. But in time, as you will see, Human frailty is our greatest asset. Now, I will summon the others. I have much to share, and I do not wish to repeat myself. Do you have any questions for me first, child? Should I go retrieve the children? They are already on the way. Excellent. Um... Her name is Artemis. Hmm. Of course it is. I do believe she will be a fearsome asset. Your calculation was not unwise. Usually isn't. He looks at you and his eyes turn completely black this time. He's like, Haste is almost always in error. Remember this. The rest of you are ushered into this room. Again, it is a dark cathedral. It is the exact opposite of what it was uh, upstairs. Dimitri, it is awesome. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, Eli, you also, it's, it's, there's a certain comfort in it that, uh, that you can understand. Um, the rest of you, especially to you, Esther and Sherry, it looks like something out of a Marilyn Manson video. Yeah. You all see the vicar standing there, which, uh, you all have met in the past, but I do not believe you met in person, uh, when you came yesterday. He did not appear, but this time he very much is standing there. It's like, welcome. I mean, if they're just standing there or kneeling, I guess at this point. I suppose I'm going to go sit in a pew and wait to hear what they have to say. <laughs> do uh, the rest of you, uh, may we lost your camera, by the way, uh, do the, the rest of you try and find a place to uh, uh, sit? Do you stand? Do you wait? You all know who he is, by the way. Um, you just didn't see him yesterday. I'm going to remain 
standing. I'll get a little bit closer, but I'm I'm gonna remain standing, sort of just with my arms crossed, um, waiting. Same. This is a small chapel, so there are pews and everything, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go to the front and sit down. He sort of walks back up towards the altar, like where a priest that was pre- performing a sermon would go. Again, he's floor-length priest frock, all black with red accents. And he turns around and he's like, all of you performed admirably yesterday, both in your defense of this place and in your pursuit of your task. I understand the unavoidable detour to the Thorn residence. I trust your family is well, Miss Thorn. Pretty loose definition of well you got there, but... We, uh... We're here. Um... Don't know where my dad is. Hmm. I have gone about locating his whereabouts. If you wish to renegotiate the terms of our agreement to include his safety and well-being, I would be willing to discuss this with you. Which agreement are you referring to? He takes a step closer to you, and he's like, I do not make it a standard policy of diverging, the divulging the terms of our understanding, but all of you have something that you wish for, which is why you have embarked upon this task for us. I would no sooner reveal what we agreed to, Miss Thorne, as I would reveal what I agreed to with Mr. Dimitri or Miss Esther. Right, that, that. Um, yes. All right. Um, little, little misunderstanding there. Um, so I guess what do you need from me to, uh, as you say, renegotiate? He just sort of looks at you for a moment and he's like, hmm. I will tell you what happened with your father at a later time. At this exact moment, he is alive and intact and in federal custody. Hmm. Well, to be honest, he's probably safer there than my mom and sister are here. I assure you that is incorrect. However, he turns and looks at the rest of you, and he's like, there is the small matter of the recent assaults on locations in this area that still requires rectification. 
and he sort of motions and you see uh, brother Kyle comes forward and he starts handing out folders and it is police reports from a Washateria that was uh, attacked today in broad daylight. Smash and grab while the place was open. This is on the list of locations that Gigolo gave you. Apparently, you, yo, go ahead, sorry. Was anybody hurt? Yes. Uh, several bystanders were hurt, but not killed. Um, there were people that work there that were killed. And all of the eyewitnesses say it was Han Solo and Chewbacca that attacked the place. That's what they look like. And that's actually a good place for us to take a break. So let's, uh, we'll come back at 55. We'll do 12 minutes. So at 55 minutes after, uh, we will come back and jump in to find out how it is Han Solo and Chewbacca pulled off a smash and grab. It's kind of what they do, though. It's true. It is what they do. All right. We should just give up now. (laughs) We'll be right back. And we are back. Sorry, we had a bit of a deluxe uh, break there because we had to take care of some stuff over here on our side. Uh, Emily had a thing come up. She will be rejoining us shortly. But a wild melee damage has reappeared. Uh, Again, to recap, uh, you all were in the presence of the vicar there. And he has just revealed to you all that there was a daylight smash and grab robbery on one of the sites that was on the list of gigolos holding. It is a laundromat, a washateria. Uh, several uh, innocent bystanders were hurt. A few people that live there, were, that work there were killed. And all of the witnesses said Han Solo and Chewbacca are the ones that attacked the place. And this happened earlier today. And they have given you official NYPD police reports uh, up to and including taking the witness accounts that Han Solo and Chewbacca did this. <clears throat> Are you so, talking about uh, like uh, actually like like dressed up? Did they give any? I'm, yeah, I'm confused. I'm sorry. Right? The vicar looks at you again with the same mixture of boredom and irritation that is always on his face. He's just like, it has not changed at all. But again, the, you all have police reports with multiple eyewitnesses. They all say the same thing. But that like uh, Chewbacca was tearing people apart. Okay. Like he did literally rip someone's arm off and beat them with it. Uh, they saw that. Uh, the account, It doesn't really make sense. They're like, people were there. They were doing their laundry, doing their thing. Uh, they walked in. Han Solo started shooting. Chewbacca jumped on a guy, tore his arm off and beat him with it, and then smashed in the back door. And the two of them ran in the back door and everybody else left at that point. And the crime scene photos are a bloodbath. People are dead like they were ripped apart like in it by an animal. Well, that's it a sounds like it could be the work of at our basement dwelling cousin friends, no? They change the way they look. Uh, that sounds accurate. Yeah, but unless I'm mistaken, Demetrian, again, no offense to you, but uh, 
you can kind of do the same thing, right? Maybe not quite uh, appearance-wise, but Chewbacca, maybe they were just recognizing one of your kin as, uh, well, maybe it was a little more animalistic, but uh, the, the heat of the action, who knows? That's kind of offensive. He's not that hairy. You cannot hail if you are being insulting. You said there were multiple witnesses. Is there any kind of security footage of this? There is not. And okay. Brother Kyle steps up and he's like, uh, yes, excuse me, if, if, if I might, sir. Um, yes, again, this was uh, at noon today. Uh, this happened here. There are no cameras. Apparently, uh, this uh, gigolo fellow that you met uh, had a vested interest in not having there be any uh, surveillance uh, of the exterior of the facility, uh, at least not that he was willing to turn over to the police. Um, presumably, he himself is waking up about, ooh, about now, like you all. You said it happened at noon? Yes, ma'am, noon today. Oh, well, then our kindred is off the table. It does seem to exclude your list of suspects, yes. What? What? The, the Napalm? Was that the name of the, the woman we met yesterday? Uh, yes, yeah. she was uh, sleeping out back, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, she, she didn't look like any Star Wars character to me, but uh, presumably there's some reason she's hanging around, right? Maybe Maybe she saw something. She can deal with the daylight. Would you like us to invite her in? Uh, she is uh, out in the cemetery. Sort of milling about, really. I like to do that, too. I think it's very peaceful out there. Let's... Schedule a meeting with her. I don't particularly like her hearing the details of this conversation, so perhaps it's one to have afterwards. That is a wise, Esther. Isn't she also a Nosferatu, though? Um, she is, uh, I believe, uh, and he sort of flips through some papers that uh, Brother Kyle had, kind of, he's got like one of those uh, uh, leather attache type things, you know, he's like flipping through. He's like, I believe she is on the payroll of a Mr. Memphis. Terrible piece of work that uh, operates over on the other side of Central Park. We'll, we'll deal with that in a moment, but if it happened at noon, um, and it's a furry thing, um, chances are it's pretty... Probably a lupine. But oh. we can go ahead and ask the Nosferatu, who was also asleep at the same time we were, if they know anything. Sure. She knows the crew. She might know if there's something that uh, that could do damage like this and still alter its appearance to look like pop culture references that are near 30 years old now. Could it possibly be that... Um, they didn't really look like that, and it could have been a, a, a mind thing. You know, some of us have the ability to rewrite memories and things like that. I think they do as well. Um, well, I, it's, uh, oh, I don't like the sound of this. You know, whenever one of those things is involved, that like a lot of us usually die. Well, a couple of things. Uh, that particular pop culture reference is uh, nearly. Uh, 40 years old, uh, ma'am. More than 40 years old, really. Um, and, uh, oh, I remember I was there for the premiere. People thought that movie was going to bomb. Uh, uh, well, second, uh, second, um, 
Uh, we have heard um, similar accounts, ma'am, uh, to your point there, um, that there are some creatures that when when the, they look at them, the mortals just, um, they sort of alter it in their mind. And at this point, Artemis speaks up in the back. You all almost hadn't noticed that she had come in with you. She kind of stopped at the threshold of the sanctuary and has just been looking around once she came in. And she's like, it's true. There's monsters and people look right at them and convince themselves they saw something else afterwards. And she looks down at the threshold of the sanctuary. And the vicar looks at her and is like, yes, child, you may enter. Take a seat next to your sire. And she sort of looks down for a second and does kind of like very dramatically step across the threshold and like look around for a second and quietly walk over and she does sit down next to you, Abaddon. But she still very much is like head on a swivel looking at the stained glass windows and iconography in here. Vicar, this is um, Artemis. Um, she's the bearer of good news today, apparently. She looks, she's like, I, I, I am? What, what what good news am I bearing? Oh, you're not, dear. That was uh, that was sarcasm. Uh, you said that they uh, people rationalize what they see essentially in their mind when they look at one of these things. Yes, we. And she stops and looks at all of you, and she says, "They take eyewitness accounts from." Humans? Mortals? Kine. Kine. Who have witnessed strange things. Um, noseless men. Anomalously durable pop stars. People that go into art exhibits and never come out again. And we track those things. And what we came across, they came across many times was people that would we'd show up and people had been torn to pieces and they tell us a, a dog had done it a, a bear a coyote chewbacca the rare times we got any video footage we knew that it was no such thing i have no more insight into what this might be in particular i was sleeping alongside my sire here Well, <clears throat> there you all have it. Um, that sheds a little light on some things. Uh, not good light, by any means. Um, what would you like us to do, Vicar? Go to this place, look about, see if you all were able to determine something that the mortal authority was not. Perhaps you can look at things in a different light. Another field trip. Great. Uh, and uh, sadly, I'd hate to inform you that this one is probably a bit more dangerous than the last. And by a bit, I mean a lot. 
Well, that's what we're here for, right? Is it? How much do you all know about um about the lupines? Enough. About five minutes ago. So anything you do know would probably be helpful in that whole survival thing we were just discussing. Oh, um, okay. Um, do not fight them. If they go to fight you, um, run. That is probably the most valuable bit of information I can give you. Big part. Uh, uh, yes, even even you, dear. Even uh, you and I, with our anomalous strength, um, not not anywhere close to uh, lupine strength. But they, there's, there's a bunch of us. There's there's six of us that could surely six of us. And if every single one of us was as strong as you and I, maybe. But uh, oh, it's um, it's very difficult. It's very, very difficult, and um, there will be casualties. Uh, so it's best to just be um, as political as possible uh, as long as we can and hope that they don't aggress first. Well, it sounds to me like if they're the ones that are uh, attacking, we're kind of screwed all around. Um, if all we do is run, I don't see a solution, uh, which I think is what the vicar sort of was hoping to get out of all of this. There are ways to deal with them. We just have to set the right circumstances. But they, they were, and I recommend that we uh, tap all our resources before venturing out. Uh, they, yes. Oh, silver is helpful as well. Um, anything that you have, uh, last resort. But again, I cannot emphasize how important it is that uh, we try our hardest to use our words first. The vicar turns around and looks at you all and says, <clears throat> I have great faith in both your wits and your brawn and problem-solving abilities. I believe you are starting to see now why I chose to have such a grand assemblage of protectors. Now, unless there is anything else, I believe you all have somewhere to be. Stand up and turn on my heel. When you stand up, Brother Kyle does say to you, Eli, oh, um, excuse me, sir, there was a delivery for you while you were sleeping? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll be right there. I'm, I guess I'll make my way to the, is it the front door they've got it at, or where do they have it? There is a side room okay. where there is a, a very nice steamer trunk, Eli, that you recognize. It's yours. Okay. Uh, what's in it? Um, for me, probably, I mean, if, 
It depends on what B Dave allows me to have. <laughs> You're like, it's um, weird. They um, pack my lucky anti-werewolf rocket yeah. launcher. <laughs> I, I mean, I imagine given Eli's past and the kind of jobs he's had to take, other than a freshly, like newly pressed suit that has been very gently folded. I mean, I, I, again, he appreciates very much that they cleaned it, but it's not quite the same. So he would go ahead and pull out the suit and then I imagine uh, there probably would be a set, probably two two more pistols in there as well. Uh, if, if anybody else needs one, I'll go ahead and grab all of them, making three. Uh, I would hope uh, that B. Dave allows me. I've definitely, given the type of prey that I often uh, need to uh, f- track and, and bring down, I would hope that I could have a couple magazines of silver bullets. And maybe, maybe even one of incendiary. All right, hold on a second here. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, so here's how we're here's, here's how we're gonna do this, Mister Decker. Yep. Uh, yep. You, you are a man of not in 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 uh, of of no small resources. I will let you roll your wits in streetwise and add your resources. Pending how many successes you get, I will tell you how much you had easy access to. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. Um, oh, look at me, smart putting a, putting two points in streetwise. Hasn't come up yet, but hey, you know people. <laughs> yeah, resources. What did I actually put into that? Uh, wait, do I get to roll the? If I have five dots in the one thing, is that where you do uh, I get to? In, in in this case, yes, you can roll add oh, your wits oh. and your streetwise and the number of dice for your resources. Yes. I have to roll more blood. I have to. That's too many dice. We'll make it work. I'll just roll these first. Why is life so hard? Too many dice. Uh, let's see. I have th- <laughs> three, yeah, three criticals there. Uh, one, two, three regular successes. Um, and then I need. So that's what eight already. Yeah. So okay. and then I get. To roll and you haven't rolled all your dice yet. Yeah, I rolled two more, and then okay. I have to roll my blood dice because I rolled that either, and that's two okay. more on top of that. So. So that's ten total with a crit. That sounds right, yes. Uh, yes, I'm going to say uh, you have a revolver with six silver bullets. Okay. Uh, and you do have a clip of, um, uh, do you want like Ralphus rounds uh, for an incendiary handgun or do you want Dragon's Breath and a shotgun? If I can have like a sawed-off shotgun that maybe I can carry with me, I'll absolutely take that instead. Honestly, if I, now that you- I know we're hunting bear <laughs> that is that is a significant number of successes and you have significant resources i actually would okay. give you both i would give you you have a revolver with okay. six silver bullets uh you have a single handgun uh with 11 ralphus rounds and a shotgun with some incendiary dragon's breath rounds all right sounds good um i'll probably kind of i'll probably grab all of it uh with the intention of passing some off to dimitri seeing as how uh Hugo can't be trusted with a gun and he's currently out. <laughs> out. Hugo's still very much sleeping, yes. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and grab everything. Uh I imagine there may be well, probably not in this instance. Yeah. All right. I'll say that's all that's in there then. I'm I was thinking there may uh, be some again, sentimental things, but again, that is that is a significant result. So yeah. you you could you could have sent to you whatever it is you want to have had sent to you that, that Eli would reasonably possess reasonably possess. Oh, then like silver knuckles would be dope too, in case I have to punch anybody. I would say you have silver brass knuckles. Yeah, sweet. It's true. Also, just the full Batman Beyond suit is folded up in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I start to pull it out. This whole thing, right? I start to pull it out and I stuck it. I stuff it back down in. It's, it's not your time, friend. 
Not the um, hero we need. We may have not the hero we need. Um, yeah, sure. If if I can grab some some of the brass knuckles and start, well, silver knuckles in this instance. Yeah, I'll, I'll just grab all my stuff and. Uh, More specifically, there are silver plated brass knuckles. But yes, absolutely. I will say you. I will Perfect. say you have a pair. You have two. Okay. Two silver plated brass knuckles. All right. Again, sounds good. Uh, this is what resources are for. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, then I'll, um, I'll wait to wait for everybody else to appear before I pass out my bag of goodies to. <laughs> Uh, Dimitri, when you stand up, um, uh, the vicar just says to you, uh, we have sent word to your people to be on alert. I also included a personal note about your effectiveness in my satisfaction with the task you have performed. Dip my head. Thank you. Thank you, my lord. And then I'm going to look at Abaddon, look at Artemis, bare my teeth, and then look back at the vicar, questioning. He turns and looks at you, Abaddon, and he's like, these creatures, whatever they may be, Believe they do not need to fear us, my child. Show them the error of their ways. <clears throat> Quite right. Um, they are part mortal, so our oblivion should work against them, correct? He just, uh, sorts, he just gives you the tiniest bit of a smile in as much as you've ever seen. Artemis, and he's like, in my experience, the Oblivion has never failed me. Quite right. All right, well, everyone keep your wits about you. It won't be an easy fight. And he turns and he looks at Artemis and he's like, you are one of us now. In time... We will properly indoctrinate you into the ways of Clan the Sombra. For now, follow your sire's example. She is a highly effective teacher. And you see Artemis just produces that karambit again and like taps it to her forehead and bows to him and puts it back. Do you all do anything else before you head out? Um, I had requested a meeting with my folks um, by a pager, but I uh, assume that it's been kind of taken care of. And we've got uh, information. Yes, you. You. If, if we could play it out, if necessary. Otherwise, of course, you are. You know, they don't hide anything from you. Um, and does anyone talk to Napalm, or do you all just head back out? I want to talk to Napalm. Same. Uh, presumably, as you all, uh, you make your, your way back out again, um, and she is in the cemetery where she said she would be. Um, she's sitting on a tombstone, still wearing the motorcycle helmet, just sort of like looking around. Could you, could you, could you take that off while we chat? I'm sorry. I know it's an inconvenience. She's like, oh, I don't wear it for me. I wear it for you. I know what I am. 
<clears throat> and she takes it off again scaly gray skin like she's carved out of granite piercing violet eyes and absolutely platinum white hair she's like i personally never hide it if i can avoid it as far as i'm concerned uh everybody that averts their eyes from me i just stare back twice as hard as far as that's I'm their weakness this is all one big fuck you to the man yep but thank you thank you yeah. i i actually i I've, i'm a fan of your work i've got one of your prints that brooklyn bridge series you did a couple years ago I, oh, really yeah. yeah, that was total pandering, but I'm glad you liked it. I'm, I'm glad, you know, girls got to pay hey, bills. I think you're going to find that I don't have many positive things to say, but game respects game, right? I like you. I like you. So, uh, you you work for Memphis? Uh, correct. She's like, I work for whoever's paying, but yeah. Fair. I really like you. So right now you're you're working for Memphis. Memphis is paying you to do things. Um, that is a correct assessment. Yeah. So two things. Uh, firstly, um, did did he have anything to do with what was happening to to Cherry Thorne's family? And if so, can I like write him a thank you note or something? Because God, I just want to slap her. She says, far as I know, the boss had no hand in that. All right. All right. Well, he's he's still operating his territory. Has he seen any similar unknown bloodshed take place? Anything like what's happening close to the church here? She turns and looks right at you, Avedon, and she's like, yeah, somebody's been interfering with Memphis's business uh, a lot lately actually you wouldn't happen to know anything about that would you <clears throat> not to the best of my knowledge should i give me your wits and streetwise avidon check my streetwise again i always forget what my streetwise is Uh, no, that is one. Believe it or not, you were told this outright. It just so happens it was over a month ago, so it's fine that you don't remember, but for Avedon, it was yesterday. Uh, one of the vicar's other childer is all off in Ms. Memphis's business. Yeah. <laughs> Actively messing up Memphis's business on the other part of the on the other side of Central Park. Ah, yes. Would you um like me to have a word with them? Well, uh, as of this exact second, solving that particular problem is not something Memphis has tasked me to do. But uh, I heard. There was a oblivion and violence involved, and I thought it would make it back here, and it just would be a tragedy if it was a sexy little number like you that turned out to be the thorn in his side. I will pass the information along to the 
responsible parties. Mm. Mm, I'm sure you will. But, no. As far as I know, it's not Memphis's thing. I gotta tell you, though, just like I know, Alessandra is interfering over on that side. If he doesn't know, he's gonna find out, and he might have his own opinion on what to do about that when the time comes, but uh, I am purely here in the spirit of uh, cooperation. One of my cousins needed help. By the way, where is Hugo? Uh, he's he's napping. He had a really long day yesterday. Actually, uh, um, Agadon, could you could you excuse us for like just a moment? Uh, mercenary to mercenary, I. I'd love to have a chat and then I'll kind of just put my hand on Napalm's shoulder and sort of like gesture. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I'll go check on Artemis. As she's walking away, uh, she looks back at you, Avedon, and she's like, I believe Gigolo gave you my number, right? Oh, no. I meant Avedon. No, I know. Oh, you want to, you, you want to talk to Avedon away from Napalm? Talk to Napalm away from Avedon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, as you're pushing Napalm away, she points at you, Avedon, and she's like, I believe Gigolo gave you my number, right? Uh, yes. Um, I'll be in touch if need be. She's like, also, tell your boy or girl or whoever it is, you know, Memphis might be on to them. Is she kind of like walks away with you uh, into the cemetery, uh, Esther? So. Uh, I, I'm not super into all this like church business and I have no idea who, who Memphis is, uh, or, or really Gigolo before yesterday. I don't, I don't know any of these people. I don't really care. Um, but it seems like there's something happening in, in this part of the city, uh, that, that could potentially mean bad things for me on a personal level. Apparently there's something stronger than us kindred out there. And um, I, I feel like it's in all of our best interest to, to sort of share information in that light. So have you noticed anything more powerful than you around? She smiles and she's like, first of all, flattery will get you everywhere. Um, give me your um, charisma, either your charisma or your manipulation in either persuasion or subterfuge, whichever is higher, but let me know which one you choose. Uh, manipulation and subterfuge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. Which just for the record, that's the difference between whether or not you're telling the truth and trying to be sweet or not necessarily. Spend a willpower. Okay. That worked out well. Four successes. She sort of looks at you and she's like, I'll make a deal with you. You make it known to the vicar. I did you a solid in pursuit of preserving this blah, 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 blah. Because religious shit or decide or not that guy is a terror and I, I would i would rather be on his good side you know uh, my my good looks can only carry me so far second thing you personally will owe me a favor not some crazy life boon shit but 
somewhere down the line, I'm going to call in a solid. I'm not usually in the business of owing anyone anything, but um, you seem like a fine, upstanding criminal. So why not? Sure. One favor. She she sort of smiles. She's like, you and I are not so not so different. And she unzips the writing leathers and she reaches inside and she pulls out something. Uh, it is a small black book. It's about the size of this, really. She's like, somebody dropped this off once I woke up uh, this morning. You know, we got eyes everywhere. And she hands it to you. She's like, I don't think the laundromat's where you need to go. I'm going to open the book and take a peek. As you uh, flip through it, um, there are names, numbers, and addresses, and there's odd symbols next to them. Symbols that you don't really understand, um, Esther. Like it is, it is all of basic everybody's contact info in some system of categorization. Um, and there's dozens of names, possibly hundreds. What does this mean? She's like, honestly, I don't really know. But the important part is turn it over. Look at the back there. Turn it over. You see it says on the back, it is gilded. And it actually has gold print on the back. Property of Elegy Twain. And there is a gold inlaid rose. You know, Elegy Twain is a very, very successful art dealer on the Upper East Side. Have I dealt with them personally? You tell me, how likely is Esther's career have intersected with like the upper, upper, upper crust of the art scene? Oh yeah, no, my photography, even though it's all pretty douchey is high end. Then yes, you, I will say, yeah, you know her by reputation. Uh, you've definitely like met at cocktail parties. Um, give me your wits and streetwise. Let's see how well you, you absolutely know her name. Uh, let's see how well you know her personally. Oh my God. That's, that's going to be another willpower. You're like, I said, I'd bury that bitch. <laughs> um, uh, yes, you, you've, uh, you've spoken at cocktail parties. It's one of those things that it's like, you know, if you see each other in the room, you'll take the time to come over, you know, how are you? How are things? Uh, you do know she's a Toreador. Okay. And as you're sort of like flipping through this book, you see also there's blood on the edges of it. Um, Esther, fresh blood. Okay. None of the names look super familiar right out of the gate. Nope. Okay. Actually, give me a different wits and awareness. As you sort of thumb through it. Four again. Uh, as you kind of go through, it, yeah. Every once in a while. You know, you're like, that guy buys some paintings for me. You know, okay. Flip, flip, flip. Oh, you so know, it's sort of wide circle-ish. It is a wide, again, there's dozens, maybe hundreds of names. Okay, but I recognize yeah. a couple. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. As you like flip, 
but there's but there's no pattern in what in in what you wreck you're like no I, I know that guy okay you know like flip 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 you know well that girl's a concert promoter cool 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 you know um the ones that you do recognize they are all fairly well-to-do people though um they are accomplished in something yes you said this was just left for you uh it was um how to say this uh, liberated from a crime scene earlier today i'm not gonna bullshit you i assume you know about the whole laundromat thing right i looked at the folder i guess but... apparently uh that slid under the desk there got pulled out of uh somebody's hands rigor mortis it's the uh, she sort of like points to the stain on the bottom okay all right this is this is helpful. This is. Do you mind if I hold on to this? She just sort of smiles for a second, and she goes, "Remember to tell them I did you a favor." And she sort of yeah. like in your hand, kind of like turns it over and like taps Elegy Twain's name, and she's like, "That's who you want to talk to." Yes, um, I think I'm probably overdue for for an appointment anyway. This will this will work out well. Um, any any other strange behavior? Have have you seen anything that doesn't make sense? Is well, Memphis? I mean, you said, "Is there anything stronger than me?" Uh, the reality is, I see stuff stronger than me every night, and plenty of stuff that I could break in half. That's just it's all a scale, you know. It's all relative. But uh, yeah, there's some there's some shit in Central Park. You know, there's some of the lupines there. Uh, they they're they're from a group they call a uh, the bonars, which is weird. Homeless werewolves. The fuck is that? Like if I could pick up and throw a dump truck, like I'd be fucking homeless. I'm sorry. What do they call themselves? Right. Like okay. See, imagine imagine my dismay. This face. This face. I have no poker face. I look like this. Okay. And one of them said to me, "Bonara," and I had to find a way to keep a straight face so I didn't get my head ripped off. I'm just, proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Just, that's like <laughs> you guys had the worst branding. You're so fucking stupid. <laughs> you, no. This kind of connection, they do better. But all right, all right. I, I, like I said, I mostly, I work Central Park. I do things. I go where I'm required and I do my best to not be seen. That's when she just sort of like pats the motorcycle helmet. And she's like, you know, things don't always go how I want them to go, but you know. Accidents happen. Is. Yep. She says, uh, you know, this really is awkward for me, though, because, again, you know, in my line of work, I'm not supposed to just, like, give everything. But, but again, favor. Favor and favor. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to tell the... I'm going to tell the people who the vicar actually likes that you helped us instead of me telling him directly because I respect you. And, and to be honest, I don't want to put a target on your back or anything. Um, but... Yeah, this will this will be helpful. Um, here's my card. If when you need that favor, if you think of anything else that could be uh, helpful in making sure we don't all get massacred and killed, 
Um, she tucks it down in the writing leathers and like zips it up and you realize is like as you're looking at her like it's she's got the high collar jacket the gloves you know what i mean like when she puts the helmet on like you you can see no skin whatsoever but she's still just sort of holding it and she's like yeah take care of yourself i think um i think is you're definitely in for an interesting time and she stops and she's like uh your buddy with the nose or without the nose that guy's name? What's his What's his deal? It's Vladimir or something well, like that. He said I was being dramatic yesterday when I sunk into the earth. Personally, I think it's very practical. But you want to see something else cool? What's that? In front of you, she she turns into an owl and flies away. It's the coolest fucking thing. Alright. I will turn and head back to uh, the church where I'm assuming everyone else still is. Yep. Uh, unless anyone else uh, did anything. Uh, Dimitri, was there anything in particular you were trying to find out from your people, Dimitri? Um, I wanted to run the, the list of gigolos places by them, see if we had any connections with any of those, see what the crossovers were. Give me wits and streetwise, and you can add your contacts dice to the roll. In yes, Eli. And the only other thing I guess I would say is there's no way Eli's going to leave without checking one more time on Apple and and Hugo to see how how they're doing. As far as you can. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Avedon. Avedon would also like to pry Artemis for information. Okay. Uh, as far as you can tell, Apple is still knocked out. Uh, you you talk to one of the uh, attendances there. They did sort of like gently put a couple people on them to sort of watch. Uh, basically, Apple stayed awake essentially until she passed out. So it's she she <clears throat> like was up the entire night with you all, and then you know basically the entire day as long as she could, and kind of collapsed. Gotcha. So they uh, they anticipate she'll be asleep for a while. Demetria um, left to go for a walk, uh, but they have a couple of people on her, too. So as far as they can tell, she's just sort of like aimlessly roaming the streets, but she's under supervision. Dimitri, five crit or no crit? No crit. I've come to discover over the course of doing this that apparently I cannot do a prolonged Russian accent, but here we go. We're about to dive in again and try this. <clears throat> I mean, arguably, I can't do any of them, but at least I think I can. I'm aware of the fact that I cannot do a prolonged Russian accent. But <clears throat> uh, you, a 30-something-year-old guy uh, in in a, a nice tracksuit comes uh, walking up to you, Dimitri. And uh, sort of like bows his head and he's like, good evening, brother. You have questions, da? Da. I run list that you send, places, locations. Yes, we do business. We have, um, we make delivery there on occasion. Like people type delivery on occasion. Sometimes we pick person up, place one, take place two. Sometimes we grab person out in street, bring back that. But none of the 
the drugs. This not ours. He uh, sort of like scratches for a second and he's like, <clears throat> I've been authorized to share with you piece of information. Important thing. What do you know about circulatory system? <laughs> if uh, knowledge of this little. Uh, give me your wits and streetwise, Dimitri. Let's just see how much you do know. Those. He says, um, hmm, I think he's not type of thing you would find um, palatable. But there is group, kindred, rich, influential, been through Toyodor types, but whoever can pay can has, yes? Mm. They collect unique kind, special blood, special order. They get. He's like him... Like fight club, but without the fighting. So like a stupid fight club, duh. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Um, he did not know that their organization dealt with this. Thank you for this knowledge, brother. Mm, you know, he's the complicated knights. We try to stay out of um, drug trade, you know. We like to stick to other vices, you know. Gambling, never go wrong with this. The bookmaking and collecting debts, which uh, you, brother, are alleged for. And uh, you honor me with this conversation. But yes, on occasion, we do the deliveries. It... Um, it could be difficult to get access to. You must know someone who knows someone types thing. Yeah. I, I, I do understand now. Thank you for this. Is there anything you would like me to take back to your report from you? Yeah, the... Incident um, further there north. My face may have come up there. Um, I was not working under family. This was this was independent information and job. And, uh, we receive report. You were doing work for uh, the vicar, yes. Da. He assured me that he had been cleared. Da. Da. Um, what do you make of all of this, brother? I mean, the faith, yes, is important, but um, they seemed these outsiders. Uh... They are strange, no doubt. There is professional among them, at least one. The young ones, the, how you say the bobushka, the, the butterflies, this is what they are. He's inconsequential. Uh, 
put they are they are handy and they are useful and for the time being I will do as the vicar asks and I will tolerate these pops. Mm, you will make us proud, brother. You always do. Have a venerable evening, Gosif. And he does turn and he leaves. Avadon, you find Artemis standing by the cemetery, staring at all the ghosts. Again, you know this land has been sacred for hundreds of years. It has been sacred to New York since the 1700s and was probably sacred even long before that. <clears throat> so there, there are many ghosts of a variety of ages here, standing, walking around, going about their business, and she just stands there taking it in, looking at them. You have plenty of time to get to introduce yourself to each and every one of them, dear. Um... I'll introduce you to some of them myself, as a matter of fact. Uh, some of them are quite sweet. Uh, but, question for you. Mm -hmm. When we go do this, are we going to run into any more of your hunter friends? Maybe. They were on to some of you. Presumably they're on to all of you now. Hmm. What can we do to stop that? She turns and looks at you and she's like, stay up late tomorrow morning. Wait out here. Why? Meet the sun. As long as you continue to exist, they'll keep coming after you. Look at this. Look at what happens. Look at the death that follows you, follows us. Somebody has to protect people. Yes, that's fine. But how do I... You're missing the point, dear. How do we throw them off of our particular specific trail? She... You realize she, her eyes still like linger on the ghost for a few minutes. It's almost like she forgets you're there for a second. And then she turns back and looks at you. She's like, oh, I didn't actually have anything on you. We had Cherry. We had Esther. We had our suspicions about Eli. There's been four Eli Deckers over the past few generations running that particular family foundation. This is Eli Decker the fourth now, and they bear a striking resemblance to one another. I actually was really hoping to get to ask that guy about it, but we knew if we rolled up Winston Thorne, we knew that we could get him to crack on whatever he was doing in his uh, Winston Thorn, sorry, get him to crack about what he was doing, roll on his co-conspirators in business. We didn't know if they were all human. And we also thought we could lure out his daughter, squeeze her and find out who she was working with, which I suppose worked after a manner of speaking. 
that's what we do. It's we're law enforcement like anybody else. We catch somebody and we roll them up the line. And now she turns and she looks at the church. Well, I don't know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do they keep these files on like a computer of some sort? Are they uh, paper files? Are they just, if all of this information were to magically disappear somehow, how would one go about doing that? She motions towards the ghost. She's like, do you think it's still 1730? Of course it's on computer. <laughs> Everything is. Yes. Is it on both? Is it on, I, I, I understand that. But how do we get rid of all of it? If I call in, if I report back tonight, if I report back regularly like I'm supposed to, theoretically, my IDs and access codes will stay live. You get somebody who's good with computers, maybe I can get you into one of the facilities, get you to one of the mainframes, and they can hack or whatever it is they do. I don't know. I'm not the... See, well, I'm, I'm very good with computers, but I'm the only one that seems to be under the radar, and I don't want to risk that. So let me do a little bit of digging around and see if I can find someone else uh, in my stead that you could maybe take in there to wipe all the files. How do you do this? Like, you're young, hot, good with computers, and like this, and she points to the church. She's like, this, like... Dark shadows, shit. The, I don't understand it. Like the the vic, vicar was like something right out of Bram Stoker, and then uh, Eli is like a gumshoe, like fucking Chinatown, and then Esther and Cherry are like something out of a CW show. It's like everything Look, is. You are a hunter, correct? So you know. There's a reason for everything. You've been in the right place at the right time several times and also in the wrong place at the right time several times. Uh, but everything has its purpose. I do this because I am fulfilling my purpose. There's balance everywhere in this universe. I am doing my part just as you were trying to fulfill yours before. I don't even know where I fit into all of this anymore. Mm. Uh, you are a warrior. You always have been. You always will be. And now you're better at it. So there's that. I myself hope to one day run security for the Vatican. And she turns and looks at the church, and then she looks back at you. She's like, no. Oh, yes. But you think of all the information I could get out of there. So much hidden. Then, with respect, as soon as I get to a drop point, I'll report in so they don't report me as KIA in the operation last night. At least keep that door open. Yes. Uh, 
uh, I should teach you one thing uh, before you go. Um, it's a thing that we can do. Uh, you have to channel your blood, um, your your inner beast that you have now. And um, if you uh, do a thing that we like to call the rouse, uh, you can um, you can get the blush back in your cheek and look a bit less dead uh, when dealing with them. Keep the beast. Color. Is that why, like earlier? Right before I bit that woman, it sounded like you were talking to me, like telling me to bite her. Yes. That's why I didn't understand why you were like, why did you do that? I'm like, you told me to do it. I, I heard you tell me to do it. You know, you should be thankful. My voice is much more pleasant than the vicar's. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Mm, okay. <clears throat> how how do I do this? How do I... Just like. Uh, just uh, a kind of a, like a guided meditation. Just uh, feel it within you and kind of psych yourself up a little bit and uh, uh, think uh, blushy thoughts. Oh. And you do see like the red come back to her cheeks. She's like, ooh. Right. I didn't um, realize I wasn't do doing that anymore. It can it, it can make you hungry when you do, and then you'll have to bite another strange lady's ankle. Um, so uh, just uh, use that uh, when necessary. Um, so later when you go to meet them at that point, uh, be sure to do that uh, before you go in. And hopefully they won't be able to tell anything's up except for you know your eyes, which. Um, don't activate your oblivion around them. I know that it should go without saying, but don't absent-mindedly do it trying to look at something either. It can slip the mind. Just pay attention. Be vigilant and on your toes. I, In my experience, those th the basics are where things go wrong. Yes. And while you are talking, you see Esther approaching from the cemetery, Dimitri, from his talk in the street, Eli, back now... Uh, uh, Eli, I would say that they also included a, a bag of some sort for you to like easily transport the gear. What sort of bag would Eli have <laughs> for his go bag? Yeah, I I like to. Um, it'd be cool if there's a place I could like roll it out, like have them all like uh, fancily packed in there and like roll it out on a bench or something. Um, so I would say some a very nice leather bound uh, container like that. Then then inside they're kind of rolled up in cloth. You all are gathered here um, outside of the cemetery uh, with your newfound information in accoutrement, and you have a pending appointment with Elegy Thorne in the circulatory system. And that's a good place for us to stop. <laughs> so uh, thank you all here. Uh, Thank you to, uh, sorry, Emily, uh, who had to step away. Todd was tied up also. They will both return uh, next week. Um, uh, thank you, May and Mason and Justice and Diana. And I guess uh, one last time here, we'll tell everybody uh, where they can find you. We'll go in reverse order this time. Uh, we will start with May and uh, work our way backwards. So who you are and where you might be located. Uh, hi there, I am Melee Damage. Uh, you can find me on all the socials at uh, Melee and then the word damage. 
Uh, so I'm there in all the places, uh, and you can check me out on uh, Wednesday nights here on Q Times, where I storytell a little uh, show called Denver by Night, where I torture all of my wonderful players uh, who are absolutely amazing. It's a, an all-girl campaign, and it is so much fun. Uh, and we have uh, more episodes coming out. We were only going to do a four shot. Uh, but now we are doing more. Um, let's see. Uh, what else? I think everything else is, is on break right now. But uh, soon a darkened wish will be returning uh, on Thursdays uh, where I play Helene uh, in a story uh, written by uh, Mr. B. Dave Walters uh, over here and uh, artwork by Tess Fowler. And it is amazing. So you should definitely uh, check that out. Um, most nights uh, you can catch me uh, on my Twitch uh, again, forward slash melee damage, uh, playing bloodlines, doing a lot of bloodlines right now. So if you guys miss playing bloodlines from way back when, and you want to see it in all its glory again, uh, tune in with me, hang out with me on my Twitch and watch just all of the madness unfold. Uh, Mr. Mason. Yeah. So, uh, appreciate you guys all hanging out tonight. Um, you can find me DMing, uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays and Thursdays over on our channel here, wizard X TV, uh, where we do D and D and call of Cthulhu mostly, but we one shot a lot of other stuff in there. Um, and wizard X or wizard X TV. You can find me pretty much on every other social media thing. in one of those forms, oh, uh, and obviously here on Friday, it's true. <laughs> for a couple weeks. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, m more now in, in the new the newly relocated here. Two Q times, Q times, ah, oh, uh, Q times, ah. Uh, Justice. Uh, yes, you can find me here on Friday's night, and starting this Sunday, you can find me um, on Bard and Barbarian, a brand new channel that Diana and I are are unveiling this weekend. Um, with an all Aarakocra limited series. And then we've got a lot more things planned in the near near future. It should be a lot of fun. Come come hang out. And then I'm on all the... Instagram is mostly where I display my mustache as Stash Mando. I mean, it deserves its own Instagram. Like, really. Like, you know, like, it's just, like, completely out of context. Stash shots. Yeah. Uh, Diana? Hi. Um, so uh, I, I am one half of Bard and Barbarian, as Justice just said. Um, we are starting this weekend at 3 p.m. Eastern time uh, with that all Aarakocra series. Um, that should be a lot of fun. It, it should be some fun silliness. Um, you can find me, D'Amico Diana, on, on Twitter. I'm really active on there because it feels like you're yelling at people through the Internet, but they yell right back. So it's really great. Um, and, uh, I am in Mason's Call of Cthulhu game, uh, and here. Is that Saturday or Sunday three? And is that Eastern or Pacific? Sunday at three Eastern. Sunday at three Eastern. Yes. Uh, and are you the bard or the barbarian of this barbarian duo? That's kind of what you have to figure out. It depends on what day it is. Also, congratulations <laughs> on Electropunk. Hey, yes. Uh, just before we went live, our Kickstarter for Electropunk funded at 100%. And we have uh, eight days to go. It's nine o'clock next Sunday morning Pacific uh, is when it ends. So yes, we, we have a week 
to sort of uh, pad it a little bit, but yes, thank you to everybody. Also, uh, shout out to Tess Fowler again. Uh, May mentioned her. She was my co-creator of A Darkened Wish. Uh, she is battling cancer right now. We organized a GoFundMe for her. Uh, everybody is shocked and amazed by the outpouring of generosity from our community, but if you have the ability to support her, uh, you can check out her Twitter, my Twitter for her GoFundMe. Literally every dollar counts. Thank you so much. Um, you can find me, uh, Erwer, uh, I'm here on Friday, Sunday. I do one-on-one um, -on -one shots at one o'clock Pacific, right here on a Q Times. Uh, this week it'll be a uh, that bronze girl, Jasmine Bular. We're gonna be playing a little bit of D and D. I think we're still kind of back and forth between D and D and vampire. I think it's gonna be D and D. Um, uh, Tuesday, Silver and Steel, also with Jasmine and Todd. Um, Thursday, Roll in the Family is the finale uh, at 2 o'clock Pacific. As May said, A Darkened Wish will return. Uh, we just got to figure out when it's going to return. You know how that all is with uh, uh, the apocalypse has slowed down things but we definitely will be back soon and then uh next friday i am here so with uh no further oh and then uh, of course toss a sub to your q times oh channel of plenty and uh we will be back next week with uh emily and todd uh for again silky smooth uneventful it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine it's not at all gonna be like vampire eyes wide shut like not at all it's not <laughs> okay all right we'll see y'all next week bye